All names, characters, events, and times are strictly coincidental and completely dreamed up by our subconscious. Dreams can be influenced by personal experiences and the media. However, the events in our dreams are completely ours. Some dreams may be upsetting or disturbing to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Thanks for joining us, and remember, it's just a dream. where we share our dreams and sometimes even analyze yours. My name is Hawa and thank you so much for joining me tonight as I tell you another one of my crazy dreams. I really appreciate it. Hello, 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 my beautiful loves. How are you today? I hope you're having an amazing day, night, evening, whatever time it is when you're listening to this. I'm just so glad that you're here with us today. Yes, you heard me correctly, us. There's another person on the podcast dun 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 so you know what that means scary story showdown if you don't know what scary story showdown is it's when i have a guest on the podcast and the two of us go head to head with our scariest dreams paranormal wow that's a hard word paranormal experience so on and so forth so today i have a very special guest someone i gotta hype you up real quick you know how it is someone that i love with all my heart we've been friends for oh my god how long feels like forever but it's not actually that long like three four years four years four years we've been friends for four years ah i could go on and on about this person and i will later but here we have my bestie alon dun, 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 dun. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hello how oh, oh my gosh how this is amazing this is i love this i love this i love every part of this oh goodness yeah so alon tell them about yourself who are you oh yes me okay so my name is alon and i am an artist i'm an actor singer songwriter um dancer in the future it's not a title that we are carrying just yet (laughs) um creator all around creator you know i just i just exist i'm here to morally support the world you know i feel like that's i feel like that's my title i'm here for moral support yeah he's a creative energy he's a moral supporting energy he has his aura if you guys don't know, his aura is white. Every time I look at him, I see white. I've told him like a hundred <laughs> times. But yes. yeah, he's just uh, a good spirit to have on the podcast. I'm so excited. I don't actually know how we became friends. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> I don't either. You know what's crazy? I, I really, I truly believe that, you know, when you can't pinpoint a specific like way that you became friends with somebody that makes it that much more important. Because, like, if I think about, like, John and Rose, 
like I remember I remember the moment that we were sitting outside of like the camera classroom mm-hmm. and Desi started asking us about candy. But I, I don't I I feel like I don't even remember. I can't even remember the moment that me and you were like, this is this is where we came together. Yeah. So if you haven't realized by now, Alon is a friend that I obtained at college at the wonderful AMDA institution in New York. So we were like almost glued to the hip all the time. Yes. We had all of our classes together. We did everything together. How I did my hair sometimes. Yeah, I would do his hair sometimes. Sometimes he'd do mine. We we were like, we'd paint each other's nails. Like yes, we did everything yes, together. Yes, yes. We walked home together, like everything along with um, Elle, who if you don't know who Elle is, she used to be a co-host on the podcast and a bunch of other people. Yes. Yeah. So we are, we are really great friends. Um, I love him. And I managed to I managed to get him on here. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> you know, I, I, out of this crazy, busy life. Oh. Always hectic, always hectic, but I'm here, and that's important, you know? He's here, and we're going to get into this scary story showdown. But before we start, I want to pass the mic to Alon and give him, like, 30 seconds to a minute to hype up all of his socials, where you can find him, and um, what projects he's up to right now, if you want to know all about that. So here's the mic, Alon. Okay, I'm horrible at this because, you know, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate attention. It makes me so nervous. But um, my name is Alon, a.k.a. Rock Lee, a.k.a. Rock Lee 777, a.k.a. Canelo, a.k.a. Prince Alon, whichever one of those you want to call me, a.k.a. Lonnie. All of those, all of those fit perfectly. You can find me on, I believe, any social media. Well, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at Alon Moy. That is A-H-L-O-N-M-O-Y-E. If you're not sure which one it is, in the in the bio description, it'll have all of those names. And that's pretty much it. You know, I have music out right now. My I dropped my first EP, my only EP, um, in January of this year. It's called Unfamiliar. And it's just it's you know, so good. It's so good, you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh! I don't. I really. You know, it's, it's crazy because I. I really don't like it. But saying that it's my first project ever, I love it. And you'll see. You'll see just me standing on the front. It's black and white. You know, I. I, I got a little curly hair situation going on, so you know, that helps. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's me. That's everything. You know, keep an eye out for me on your screen, your TV, sometime soon. <laughs> yes oh my gosh i'm so happy you're here guys can you tell how happy i am okay <laughs> so be sure to follow along on all those socials i'll make sure to put them in the link of the description of this podcast um and now let's get into the scary story showdown as always if you want to vote on who had the scariest dream you are able to vote directly on spotify there will be a poll there if not you can follow us on instagram at underscore it's just a dream podcast again underscore and just a dream podcast and there will be a poll 24 to 48 hours after this episode airs so you can vote as well yeah without further ado let's get into it as always, for courtesy, I'm going to let Alon start with his scary dream. I don't know anything about this dream. So, you know, give us 
the synopsis, uh, your mindset before you had the dream, all of that stuff before you had the dream before it's dream itself. I'm shit at explaining stuff. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I got it all. I got it all. I did. I did. Um, so basically, it's crazy because I feel like this dream. I was I was very young. I was very 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 young, and this dream. There's two parts to it. That the second part I feel like has a lot to do with my my life and the world around me. And the first part of the dream I feel like only has to do with my my fears at the time you know because you know that 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 first stage of development and learning i feel like was mm-hmm. a big part of it in terms of you know okay so just a rundown obviously not obviously i'm a christian i follow jesus love him to death that's my guy you know we talk every day um and basically I think I was around the ages or in between the ages of, I would say like eight and 10. And that's when, that's when I had the dreams, I believe. And yeah, that's pretty much like, that's pretty much like a synopsis of before and how I got it. Alrighty. Then let's hear this dream. Okay. So part, part one of the dream happened multiple times occasionally. But um, basically, what would happen is I I never there's two there's two things that I knew that I guess were credentials of of me being in a dream to begin with. One, I never sleep with my door open, and two, I never sleep with my closet door open. Oh, there's three, and three, I never sleep with my head towards my closet. Even to this day, I never, I never do any of those things. And so in the dream, I was doing all three. And I rarely, rarely ever sleep on my back. I mean, on my stomach, but in this dream I was. And so I just remember waking up, but I didn't move. And I can see all three of these, or I can, yeah, I can see the door open. I can see the closet door open. And... Uh, obviously, I know sleeping on my stomach. And then the first thing that I saw that I guess scared me was like a silhouette in my closet. And then I don't ever remember seeing eyes, but I could feel eyes on me. And it's almost like in real life when you know someone's watching you, and it's almost like they're tapping you on your shoulder, and like you have to look back mm-hmm. and you see someone looking at you. It's that it's that exact situation. And so I see the silhouette. I know that I'm being watched. And then all of a sudden, I feel someone like crawl on top of me. And I, and I, at this point, like I can't move, not because I'm like paralyzed, but because, because of their weight. And it's almost like I can feel the both of us like sinking into, into the bed. And then at one point, I'm out of my body and I'm watching this happen. And it's it's a it's a person ish, it's a it's a humanoid body type, if you know what I'm saying. And their skin is red, and it's like it's almost like the the most characterized depiction of the devil. And so there's a tail, obviously, with a point on the end, and there's no pitchforks, but there's horns, obviously, and they they were long nails and they were black, 
and I'm back in my body and there's like nothing being said but it's almost like you know the the figure is just like touching me and things of that nature and I'm, I'm afraid I'm scared I'm, I'm, I'm shaking you know and I remember the figure whatever it was the devil will say sticking its nail like directly through me and it was it was like in slow it wasn't in slow motion but he whatever was moving slow and i feel it i feel it touch my back and i feel it go all the way through mind you at this at this at this point in time i'm a kid i'm a child i'm i'm scared you know and i don't i don't know how my brain created this thing um and then it slowly pulls the nail back out and i can and i can see all of this happening but i'm also still present in my body at the same time and then i remember the blood pouring out and it wasn't like in in movies when the blood squirts all over the place and it's gruesome no it was almost like it was almost like a a, a reverse action of a of a of a dream it was just coming out slowly and coming out slowly and like filling like a puddle in my back and it was hot. And then the figure starts rubbing it around my back and is laughing and it's, it's, it's this sadistic, like it's this sadistic moment in time. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm in every moment and I feel the blood rubbing around and it's like, it's wet and I'm, and I'm not in the dream. I'm not, afraid i mean i'm i mean i am afraid but i'm not afraid where i'm like screaming or crying i'm just sitting there processing every moment frozen and i don't know what to do i don't know where to go and then it takes its tail and it wraps it around my neck and it's not choking me but it's just wrapping the tail around my neck and it's like I'm, I'm frozen with fear and I'm stuck. And then the dream is over. And I wake up and now I'm frozen with fear and I can't move. And it's not like sleep paralysis. I just can't move because of how afraid I am. And so I'm sitting there, sitting there. And I'm like, okay, okay. Until at some point I fall asleep again, even though I really didn't want to. And then I remember, I remember at some point feeling surrounded in my room mm-hmm. and it's like, it's pitch black. At this point I had a bunk bed. I was sleeping on the top bunk bed, but in the dream I was on the bottom. And I used to always, before I went to sleep or if I ever woke up in the middle of the night, I would look down to see if my brother was there because he used to sleep in my room, even though he had his own room, a uh, very new room. But I, I looked down to see if he was there and he wasn't. And so I was scared even more. And I just remember feeling like I was surrounded. I knew that if I stayed on the bed, on the top bunk, I would be okay. But I was still afraid because now I felt like all eyes were on me. Whatever, everything that was in the room was watching me. So I'm sleeping again. I'm back in a dream. And then I get off the bed. I climb down. And I I get off the bed in the dream. And then it's like somehow within the dream skips to like, uh, uh, what do they call them? 
like a like a house show or something like that. But it was us, me, my mom, my brother, and the realtor, whoever whoever they were. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we walk. I, in the dream, I'm going to the bathroom. Then I leave the bathroom, and it skips to this new point. And then I'm on my brother's back. We're walking around the house. We go in my mom's room. We go in my brother's room. Then we're about to go in my room, and we walk past the bathroom. And for some reason... All the lights were off in the house. And I don't know why because it, it's never like that. And something snatches me off my brother's back into the bathroom. And I'm scared because I'm sitting there looking at the thing from the last dream. And uh-huh. it's not, but physically, they're not the same. But I know whatever is inside is the same. And on the outside, it's my brother. But something in the eyes of this thing told me that it was the same thing from the last dream that I just had and it's talking to me and now I can't remember what it was saying to me but I know that I was scared and I know that it was mocking me in in some sorts whatever it was saying it was saying just to scare me and then I don't know I don't know if it left or if I left but that's where the dream ended <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that, 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 was that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Was a lot. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just, just, just another, just another, another night for a long. This is a typical night. Yeah. Typical, typical Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It could okay. have been on let's, Tuesday. Let's, actually, let's... <laughs> actually maybe on Tuesday. Um, let's let's dig a little deeper into this dream. Yes. So what do you think the dream was like about? Was it just like... So part one, I solely believe came from one, my fear of the dark. Two, my fear of like the unknown. Mm -hmm. And three, you know, being a child, going to church, learning about, you know, God versus the devil, which is the simplest way to put it at that time. That's all you're hearing. You're hearing God versus the devil. And then you look at cartoons and you see this depiction of the devil. And so I think just my fear of the dark and plus whatever I'm hearing from church at the time about the devil and, you know, him being evil and sadistic and heinous and all these other things. And then seeing these characterized versions of it, my brain somehow made this real life version um, to, I guess, conceptualize whatever it was. Then... The second part, I I truly believe because of that point in time in my life, my brother was like probably one of the closest people to me. I feel like me seeing him in the bathroom rather than anybody else was a form of like comfortability for me to be there Mm -hmm. but then whatever the Mm -hmm. thing was from the last room revealing itself through him through his eyes was another type of like fear tactic so now i i if i dig into some of the beliefs that i follow there are different types of spirits that you'll encounter in life Mm -hmm. and different types of demons that you'll encounter in life and i mean everybody has them or will like face them and so at that time, I was facing what we would call like a, a spirit of intimidation mm-hmm. just to, just to you know, have a child 
or for me as a child in that moment to just continuously be in a place of fear, fear of the dark, fear of the unknown, you know, fear of, you know, whatever's in my closet, just irrationally, because obviously when you get older, you start to realize that, you know, you have more power within yourself to speak against certain things, to speak against fears that you have, to get over fears that you have. And then I also think that, you know, whatever, whatever it was, was just a temporary thing as well. It was just a moment in life, a moment in time. You know, it's actually funny because one of my cousins said she had the same exact dream as like part one. She said she had the same exact dream. And so that's why I feel like that was very much something simple. But then the second half, I think it was just a spirit of intimidation testing me and my place in life and my spirituality and my spiritual self, especially because of the fact that I believe dreams are your spiritual self existing and fighting things and, and interacting with certain things that you don't experience in the physical. That's why your dreams are so, you know, magical and hypersensitive and supernatural. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I remember when I told my mom about it, she was just like, you know, plead the blood of Jesus because the blood of Jesus is what saved all of us in my belief system. Um, and it saves us daily. And so, I mean, the next time I had the dream, I did that, and then I never had the dream after that. So this dream used to be reoccurring before you did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I had the dream like four or five times, like in, in within within the span of, I guess, a couple of years. And then the fifth or sixth time was when I present, presented the solution of pleading the blood of Jesus, and then it never happened again. And I mean, I think about like till like today, I can laugh about it and like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy that that happened. But I remember being a child and wondering, wow, like what, what was that? Like why did I have to go through that? And especially at such a young age, I'm just like, I'm. I feel like adults now would be fearful, you know? Yeah, no, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, of, of going through something like that. And it's like, okay, what does a seven, eight, nine year old have to do with this? Like, you know? So yeah, I, I think. It was just a test of spirituality and things of of that nature and just, you know, my brain trying to conceptualize things that I was hearing and learning. Yeah. Honestly, that was really beautifully said, honestly. Oh, thank you. you. So beautiful. Turn out of 10. But yeah, I I pretty much agree, too. You had for the second part of the dream, you had this thing that I like to call the intruder dream where Mm. um, something... Uh, a creature or a monster or whatever is pretending to be someone you love or someone you know I had these I have these dreams almost all the time when I have nightmares where sometimes my mom it's my mom but it's not my mom like somehow Mm -hmm. I'll realize eventually that this thing isn't my mom it's just a skinwalker it's pretending to be my mom oh my gosh don't even get me started on skinwalkers oh we can have a whole conversation um we can, we can. <laughs> me and Alana are very if you haven't noticed me and Alana are very spiritual and we also very. come from a background of um obviously you guys know I'm African because I don't shut up about it yeah. but also Alan yes. is I believe half African half Puerto Rican I'm I'm African and Caribbean so Caribbean. there's 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 the predominantly African side of my dad's side but then my mom's side is for those of you who don't know Puerto Rican and Trinidad and so, especially within, like, the 
Caribbean side, like dreams and things of that nature, and like the what we call the Sears gift is pretty strong in my in my mom's family. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my dad's side, like yes, okay. So to break it down even further, my dad is really African and Indigenous, mm-hmm. but I don't always talk about the Indigenous part only because my grandfather, who passed away, God rest his soul, didn't ever. I guess, introduced me to it, even though, like, it was very prevalent in his family, but I was just never introduced to it. Um, and then he passed away when I was younger, so it's like I never experienced that. Um, and then on my mom's side, we don't really talk about all spiritualities and things of that nature. We don't really talk about everything, but, you know, because most of us share this, what we call the seer's gift, we do talk about that a lot. We talk about, like, dreams and visions and things of that nature. So, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people who are African or Caribbean, so on and so forth, spirituality and dreams are really important because we see dreams, at least I can, I'm going to speak for myself because I'm not you, but um, um, dreams to us is a way of our subconscious communicating to us, our ancestors communicating to us, messages, omens. Um, I have an episode, if you haven't listened to the episode of Premonition Dreams, you should go listen to that. Um, that In that episode, I talked about dreams that predict things are going to happen in the future or warnings for things that are going to happen to the future. Uh, all of those things. So we take dreams pretty seriously. So intruder dreams and skinwalker dreams, I hate using that term. It's morning right now, so I'm gonna, I can say it, but... <laughs> at night yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but like those dreams are very terrifying because um sometimes it's seen as like someone putting a hex on you someone putting a curse on you to do those things mm-hmm. to you but i don't really think that's what happened you know what's crazy i've had i've had dreams where like and for for those of you who aren't african or caribbean or come from those like types of backgrounds um like witchcraft is like a, a big thing mm-hmm. and it's like a real thing. It's a real thing. And so I've had dreams where like, like God has shown me or I've seen people doing witchcraft on me and it was revealed to me in a dream. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I those are some of the craziest thing. It is. It, and you know what? It really is because it's like at first, at first you're confused as to what's happening. And then once once I realized what was happening and that it wasn't just a dream, it was something being shown to me, that it made it even more like, whoa, 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 okay, okay. Well, now what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It, we can go on a whole tangent about yeah. it. But um, also, I think the thing that you mentioned about like going to church and stuff and talking about the devil and stuff definitely influenced your dream that's like the only con about religion especially when teaching to children is sometimes they teach the scary parts and that's not helpful yeah. for a four-year-old <laughs> that's it's just not, drama. Not <laughs> like you telling me these things doesn't make me god-fearing it does make me fear i'll tell you what it makes me fear a lot but it's not exactly yeah. helpful um also uh the fact that a lot of people have had versions of this dream i mentioned on the podcast my first sleep paralysis was exactly Mm. like this dream similar to this dream where a creature came out of my closet and started choking me so that is crazy yeah but i also think it's a little bit interesting how the creature even though he was doing these like sadistic things 
it didn't feel like as sadistic as it should be, right? Yeah, and I think I think that is part of the reason why I seen it as just my mind creating something mm-hmm. rather than like a real life experience or something being shown to me because of the fact that in the moment it it was scary, yes, but it didn't feel like trauma mm-hmm. in the same way that we've experienced trauma if something is being shown to us or if we've like actually gone through something. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've had dreams where like I've seen some things and I'm like, okay, yes, this I'm gonna have to deal with this. Like I'm I'm gonna have to like really unravel this. But that dream didn't feel like that. So I definitely definitely see what you're saying when it's like it wasn't as sadistic as it as it sounds. You know? Yeah, no, like, because, like, I was like, it could have been <laughs> much worse. <laughs> he could have yeah. done a oh, lot yeah. of horrible things. But it definitely oh, seems like a child. Plus, like, people sometimes underestimate just how fucked up kids can make their imagination be. Like, the yeah. way that the things that they imagine, Um, there's this ARG called the Mandela Catalog. And there was an episode talking about the child's, like, imagination and how they can imagine these, like, grotesque creatures as their imaginary yeah. friends and it's like oh my god <laughs> that just came yeah, out of your mind just like friends it's crazy yeah it's insane but yeah um is there any symbolisms that you saw in the dream that really stuck out besides like the obvious devil man tail thing um i would say and even in my current life like Doors are a big thing for me, like open doors and like leaving doors open or like making sure doors are closed, even like with cabinets and like toilet seats and closets. I, I always, every door has to be closed. Like I open and closed doors are a big thing for me physically because it's a big thing for me metaphorically and spiritually. Um, and then just like eyes eye contact and I mean that's like I feel like that's a that should be a big thing for anybody but that's definitely a big thing for me so what about eyes like is it a negative feeling that is no and re- okay so obviously there's the phrase that the eyes are the window to the soul but for me also something else that I believe is that like there, there are these things called the five gates. Um, and it's like, it's almost like the five senses, but it's the five gates of like your spirit. So your mouth, the things that you say and the things that you, you know, take in the things that you eat, uh, your eyes, the things that you see, uh, your ears, the things that you hear obviously your body so the things that you touch things that you know touch you and then you know your nose things that you smell that one is one of the lighter things but it it's also experiential but Mm -hmm. um so yeah you have the five gates and the eyes are one of those gates and it's so the things that you see and it's also the things that i guess come into your brain through through what you see and so eye contact is one of those things that you can really 
or it's really how you gauge someone and how you experience someone. And that's why a lot of people are uncomfortable with eye contact because of the fact that it's like when you have eye contact with someone, you feel that they're seeing you and you can feel that you're seeing them. And yeah. I, I, that's why I remember at one point in time when you were like, you know, um, serial killers like make their or find their prey through eye contact <laughs> first or something like that i remember you said something along those lines yeah <laughs> okay it's because i have an eye to- eye contact issue which is the reverse i will make eye contact and i will not break eye contact till someone breaks it with me because i read this fact that serial killers are more likely to pick their victims if they break eye contact with them because it's them um forgetting or foregoing dominance and they like that they like people who are submissive so i was like a bitch is not gonna get killed by no serial killer i'm gonna make eye contact and you know what ever since you told me that i do the same thing i'm like if somebody's looking at me you have to look away now you started this (laughs) yeah i'm gonna finish it i'm gonna finish this and so yeah i mean that's pretty much one of the biggest things for me you know just eye contact and making it's almost like in the dream, in, in, in terms of the dream, when we made eye contact, it was like, okay, now you have me. Now I'm here. I'm, I'm in this moment. And it's almost like a connection or a bond has been made. Mm-hmm. And now I can't get away until mm-hmm. I'm let go. And then in real life, it's like, I I will purposefully make sure that I'm giving someone eye contact in conversation so that they know that I'm listening and two, so that I can read them. Because I think I'm very good at reading people and it's like knowing and then watching how someone, you know, sits in their body while I'm looking them in their eyes will help them subconsciously, I guess, feel whatever they need to feel. Mm. And then two, like give me whatever I need to, whatever I need to be receiving in this moment to help me read you. And it's like mm-hmm. when someone, when I've noticed when someone is looking someone in the eyes, if the, there's two things that'll happen. Either the person will become comfortable and you know they'll feel safe, or they'll become uncomfortable and you'll be able to see it in their body. And then, you know, of course, Amda taught us about body language, and I feel like that only helped me read body language and read people more. So, yeah, that's really like, that's the biggest thing with eyes eye contact and mm. keeping it. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Um, I did have a question about how you, in the dream, what perspective was it in? Was it in first person, second person, third person? All of them. Huh? And it was like, <laughs> it was, it would switch between, it would switch between like first and second sometimes. But then there were moments when miraculously I would be experiencing them both at the same time. Whoa. Yeah. And it, I don't. I, I can't even. Me sitting here now, 
can't completely conceptualize what it felt like, but I remember being in both simultaneously at certain points throughout the dream. Oh my god. That must yeah. have felt like crazy, like overstimulating. It definitely it definitely, definitely, definitely was. And it was almost like it was almost like for people just for people like listening if you have ever like listened or watched a movie or listened to a podcast or something and like for those people who are empathetic you feel whatever the person is talking about or you feel whatever you're seeing that is just probably like 20% of what it felt like to be in first and second and third person at the same time. Mm, that's fucking crazy. I've never had a dream like that. I hope I never do. <laughs> yeah, no. Unless it's a good one. <laughs> then it's like, okay, yeah, said- No. All righty. Well, that was Alon's first dream. We have to name your dream. Um, We can call it red man red man yeah okay was he red his skin was red and then in the second part his eyes were red oh okay so alon's first dream red man crazy dream with a lot of symbolism that we saw in it so that was a pretty cool dream now is there anything else you want to add to your dream you want to discuss more about spirituality wise like maybe spirituality connected into dreams um i don't think so what i will say is that more than more than most dreams that i have that was one of the dreams where i was completely present it wasn't Mm -hmm. like i was just experiencing the dream it was like Okay, I know I'm in a dream. I know I'm. Dreaming. Oh, you were lucid. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That that's another that's another frequent thing for me. But I would say within that dream, like I was definitely lucid. I was definitely very. Wait, you you're very... you're often lucid in your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Man, everybody can get lucid, but me, man, that's not you fair. You know what though? It's crazy because whenever I attempt it or whenever I want to, it doesn't happen. But there will be mm-hmm. moments like, and it, and it's not for me as I get older, I don't always start there, but there will be something where like it clicks and I'm like, okay, I'm here. Now I'm here. Now I'm, I'm awake. I know what's happening. I see <laughs> what's happening and I can take certain perspectives of control but what I will say to people is that when you are lucid dreaming, you know, on TikTok and on social media, people often promote challenging your your the people and the, and the things in your dream. I would say be very careful because there are certain spiritual attachments that can be made when you challenge certain spirits in your dreams that you don't experience when you're awake. But if you challenge those things in your dream, that is a connection that you're initiating that can then affect you in your physical life. So 
if you don't have experience with certain things and you don't have a regimen and a practice to protect yourself from certain things, don't do that. If you don't come from a family that is that is understanding of these things, don't do it. Please don't. Because I am, and even then, I still tread cautiously. Now, am I afraid of these certain spirits and aspects of dreams? No. But don't be stupid. Be cautious. <laughs> like, don't be dumb, please. Yeah. You heard it here first, okay? Don't be dumb. You can be stupid, but don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Exactly. Alrighty. This was amazing. Very insightful. I love how the dream it was the dream started off so horrific and then at the end we're just like, wow, knowledge. Yeah. Yes, education. <laughs> Wisdom. That's amazing. Wisdom. Wisdom. So that was <laughs> <laughs> that was Alon's first and only dream he's sharing today, which was the Red Room. So we're gonna go on a quick break, get some snacky snacks, some drinky drinks. Alon, what should they get? Um Definitely drink your water. Definitely hydrate or hydrate. Exactly. If you have some chlorophyll, put that in there. Um, granola is great. We love chicken over here. That's great too. You know, some yeah. people call it a meal. I call it a snack. Um, <laughs> and fruit. Get some mangoes, some pineapples, some blueberries. Blueberries. That's are what great. I have in my smoothie right now. Antioxidants. You know, anti-inflammatories. Yeah. Amazing. Alon saying that reminded me of something. This man is a liar. Okay. He was obsessed with apples, apple cider vinegar in college. Ah! He was ah! he was drinking that shit up. Mm, mm, it's delicious. It's scrumdum trillious. Right? <laughs> and so I was thinking about, oh my God, Alon was drinking up this apple cider vinegar. He was making it look so delicious. I'm going to get some. It's disgusting. It's, it's so gross. It is. But I need. I wanted you guys to try it and just be healthy. You know what I'm saying? But it is. You horrific. lied. It is horrific. It is. It's it so is. gross. I got these apple cider vinegar gummies, and I was like, mm. "Disgusting, disgusting." He was sitting here licking his lips, like, mm. "This is delicious." You know what? You know what though? I also now will mix it with like grapefruit juice. So it does help. Or you can drink kombucha. Kombucha is great too. Um, I'll try kombucha. My sister loves kombucha. I have no idea why. Kombucha is not bad. It's not bad. I don't know if I can trust you or not because you said the same <laughs> thing about the apple cider vinegar. Anyways, we're going to go on break. Enjoy your meals. We'll be back after this quick break. And we are back, baby. We are back from our wonderful break. We missed you so, 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 so much. I'm drinking a smoothie. I've been drinking it this entire time. It is, what's in the smoothie? Mango, pineapple, and strawberries is in the smoothie. It's yummy, yummy in my tummy. What about you, Alon? What are you drinking? I am drinking, like I instructed, water with chlorophyll. And it's great. I actually really love it. I do. What is chlorophyll? Okay, so you know how like plants are green, right? Mm-hmm. They're green because of the chlorophyll in them. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, chlorophyll is 
what helps them transfer, you know, the sunlight into energy. And basically, scientists have found a way to take that from the plant and put it in a bottle so that you can put it in your water and drink it. Now, tests and studies are still fairly new with chlorophyll, but some of the, mm-hmm. you know, benefits that they say, they're an anti-inflammatory, antioxidant. Um, for people who, you know, are looking for weight loss, they say that that is a possibility, you know, for for drinking chlorophyll. Um, it helps with energy. And, you know, it helps clean out the body, things of that nature. Not necessarily like, like what you, not your 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 gut health, but more like your immune health and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Side effects. Um, they say chlorophyll makes you gassy. I don't think that's happened to me. But green poop is also another one that I that I can verify. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but you know green poop can happen if you eat a lot of spinach yeah that's a, that's another thing yeah so. um i will say they say that sensitivity to sunlight is another one like mm-hmm. on your skin i don't think that happens to our more melanated counterparts because our melanin also likes the sun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's great for me. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, that's good. It does it actually taste good though? It kind of has like a like a hint of like mint. Okay, so I'm not drinking that because I will die. <laughs> no, it's not minty. It just like it's has not a minty. tiny, a tiny like hint of mint in it. I do you remember tequila? The who? Tahila. She was a dancer. No, I do not. I don't. I'm not good with names, though. I'm good with faces. Mm. Well, I was with her, John, and her boyfriend Chris, who also went to Amda in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tried it. They liked it. They said that they okay. felt like they were brought back to life. Okay, I might try it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. This, I'll be honest, is not bad. Kombucha. It's like case sensitive. Apple cider vinegar is demonic. It is. It very much is. And I was bamboozled. I was hoodwinked. I was tricked. Because another thing, Alan used to do this thing, and I still kind of do it. I'm not going to lie. He had this Aztec clay mask, and he would mix it with apple cider vinegar, and then he'd put it on his face and his hair. Yeah. And I do that too. I have a giant thing of Aztec clay mask. Yes, it is. He's, he's an influencer, babes. He's an influencer. He influences people. I do outside of social media in real life. But yeah, anyway, enough of us rambling about the past. <laughs> um, exactly. Uh, we just finished round one. Alon went with his dream red red man, red room. Red man. Red dude. Red man. Red man. With Red Man, which was a childhood dream that he had with a devil man. And we had a very interesting spiritual conversation about it, which was very insightful. Thank you, Alon, for opening up and telling us all those things. I really appreciate it. Of course. Now, 
it is my turn <laughs> to tell my dream. I know you guys are so excited to hear about my fucked up dreams of always. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> this dream, Alon knows only a little bit about because it has him in it. Mm. Yes. In fact, this dream um, involves him very much to the point where when I woke up, I called him <laughs> to make sure he was okay. Because oh I was really gosh. worried about yes, him. Yes, yes, yes. I remember. Yes. That dream. Yeah. So, um, as always, I mentioned, every time I talk about people in my dreams, I mentioned that if something bad happens to someone in my dream, I will contact them just because I have had an experience where I had a premonition dream about a friend who was in danger and it turned out to be true. So I'd rather be safe than sorry. I'd rather be the crazy friend with weird dreams than the friend who lost a friend. Okay. That's just me. I don't know. Call me crazy. But this dream is in that vein. I think I had it. Honestly, where's my phone? I found it. I can check when I had this dream because I texted you the day I had it. Um, Friday, July 29th, I had this dream and I texted Alon. Hey, Alon, I had a strange dream about you. I wanted to check in. How are you? Yes. So, yes, I remember. Yes. So it was a very scary dream. At least to me, I thought it was scary. Maybe you guys won't think it's scary because you don't know who Alon is, but I do. And I was scared. So without further ado, let's get into it. So this dream starts with me gasping awake in the middle of the woods with no memory of how I got there. I have no idea how I got into these woods. My clothes are all tattered. I have no shoes on. I'm covered in bruises and scars. And in my hand, I am gripping something with so much like tightness, so much like, uh, I don't know how to say in English, but I'm gripping something really tightly in my hand. I also don't have my glasses and it's pitch black. Similar to Alon, I have a fear of the dark. It's a little bit more rational because I have really bad eyesight. My, to tell you how bad it is, my vision is negative eight. It's really, really bad. And when I don't have my glasses, I can't see anything period. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, those little like floaties that like float in your eyes. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. I see that all the time when I don't have my glasses on, I just see like millions of them floating in my eyes. And when it's dark, I can't see depth. I can't see anything. I'm completely blind in the dark and I'm in the woods by myself, battered and bruised with no glasses. This is terrifying. But I look what's in my hand and I have this necklace and it's this crystal necklace um, that I recognize because I don't know if Alana remembers, but back in college, he used to wear this crystal necklace. I don't know what crystal it was. I think it may, may have been rose quartz or something. I don't remember. It was but, it was a it was a type of quartz that I wore. I think I used to wear a selenite and like white quartz a lot. In, in that one. That one. It was the second one. Yeah. White, white quartz. quartz. Yeah. I had that in my hand and I was gripping it. And so the moment I open my hand and I see it, my blood draws cold and I feel this horrible sense of dread because something bad happened to this person who owned this necklace. But I don't know who the person is in the moment because I, I don't have any memory of what's going on. And so I get up and I'm wandering around the woods. Um, freaking twigs and shit are fucking stabbing my foot. So annoying. But I'm looking for the owner of this necklace. I could just leave, 
mind you. I could just leave the woods and get the fuck out of there. But I have a feeling in my soul that I need to find the owner of this necklace. Something bad is happening to this owner and I need to find it and I need to give them back this necklace. I don't know why. I just have to do it. So I'm wandering these woods for what seems like hours just looking for something and all of a sudden I hear this like blood curdling scream and without even thinking my dumbass goes running towards the scream I <laughs> I am not <laughs> I am literally being every dumb main character in every horror movie I am running full speed toward this scream um and the scream is happening in different places so I'll hear the scream far away to the left and I'll run and then suddenly the scream will be right behind me. And so I turn and I run there and it keeps happening like this for a while. And eventually I make it past to this clearing where there's these like group of people um, and a hole in the ground. And in the ground, I see a lawn. I see a lawn in the hole in the ground and he's completely unconscious. And I don't know what they're doing. It's this weird like ritual thing. I initially thought it was the KKK because we're black. So I was like, oh man, it's the KKK. <laughs> But I don't know. So I see them doing this thing and I see Lon and without even thinking, I should have been smarter about it, sneak my way in there. I just go bolting straight to a lawn because that's all I see. I'm like, I need to get a lawn out of the hole. And obviously these men stop me and they knock me out and I wake back up in the woods where I was before with the same thing. So holding the rose quartz in my hand, no memory of what happened, all beaten bruised. And I do the same thing that I did before all over again, not learning from my lesson. So this happens like a couple of times, like three, four times. And eventually I finally remember what's happening and what's going on. And so when I get to that clearing with all the men there, they, they had started burying him alive and Alon wasn't awake. So I don't know if he's actually alive or not. That's that's the thing that's worrying me because he's not moving at all. So I'm hoping that maybe best case scenario, he is dead. So that way he's not getting buried alive because that would have been horrible. But my main goal is to try to get to Alon. So they're there. I have an idea. I'm going to use this necklace and I'm going to throw it across the woods and distract them. So that's what I do. I take his necklace and I throw it across the woods they go after him. I go after Alon and they had already buried him completely. And I'm digging frantically and I'm crying and I'm digging, I'm digging and I'm just like screaming your name, but I can't hear myself say your name. That was the weird thing about this dream. I, I felt myself screaming and saying your name, but I couldn't hear myself say your name. So I was digging, 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 and eventually I got you out and I was trying to like carry you. But obviously Alon is a lot taller than me <laughs> and a lot bigger than me. So it's not easy to carry someone like him. So I ended up just dragging you into the woods, into safety and trying to wake you up. But you like wouldn't wake up. And I was freaking out because I was like, Alon, please just wake up. Like, come on, wake up, wake up, wake up. And you weren't waking up. And I remember just crying and sobbing. And my dumbass was crying too loud because those stupid men heard me. And so they started running after me. And so I was just had to like, um, I wrapped my arms around you and I just tried to drag you through the woods as best I could. And I ended up dragging you to this cliff. And so there was this cliff that led down to this like huge dark abyss of water. 
and the men were right there and then there's this cliff and I had nowhere else to go so I had a choice I could either jump off the cliff or let the men take me what do you think I did (laughs) you jumped off that cliff yeah, I jumped off that cliff. Okay, then. I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> I did. I didn't even take a second thought. I just held along as tightly as I could, and then I jumped off, and we fell into the abyss, and then that was the dream. It, like, transferred into a different dream Um, after that. But, yeah, that was my dream about Alon being buried alive. I still don't know how we got into the woods, why we were in the woods, what those men wanted. I don't know if they were actually KKK or just like a bunch of white guys. But then again, a bunch of white guys targeting two black people. It's nothing. It's giving KKK. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my dream. That's crazy. Because yeah. when you first like told me about, about it, you didn't tell me that they were doing a ritual. And mm-hmm. I have so... I have like a complete rundown of what that could mean, but I would like I want you to tell me what you think it means though first. Um, what do I think it means? Hmm. Okay. So I think I was worried for me, I think when I had this dream, which was what did I say, July? Yeah. Um, at that time, I was really worried about my friends. I don't know why. I was really worried about them and their well-being and just, like, myself as a friend. Like, if I was being a good friend, if I was, you know, being there for people, supporting people. And I was really worried about something bad happening to them. So I think that's why the stream was so stressful, especially since, um, for you guys who don't know, the last time me and Alon ever saw each other face-to-face was March of 2020. That was the last time we ever saw each other. This is actually the first time that we're actually like talking to each other Being face each to other. face. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a very long time. So I don't know. You were just really on my mind and I was really worried about you. And I, I don't remember why I was so worried about you. But yeah. And I also had this like, how do you say? This feeling, I don't know how you describe it, but like the feeling that something bad is going to happen, but you don't know when it's going to happen. Like the the hanging sword, like something is going to drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like having that feeling a lot, but I couldn't pinpoint why. And sometimes I like watching tarot card videos. And when I was watching these tarot card videos, they kept saying that like there was this negative energy around me and I was like what are they talking about this is stressing me out <sighs> um so I think that's why I had the dream itself um I don't know if they were actually doing a ritual it looked like a ritual but who knows I wasn't really focused on them I was more focused on you yeah. um but yeah what do I think the dream means I have no idea if I'm completely honest do you remember what I said I thought it could mean? Yeah, you said, when I told Alon about this dream, he said that he thought it was like the old him dying because we mm-hmm. hadn't seen each other for such a long time. The him yeah. that I knew had died and I have to meet the new him. Yeah. Yeah. But if that's true, then I was really stubborn. I was not going to let the old you yeah. die. I was like, no! But I mean, it, it makes... It, it, it would make sense for you to respond that way 
only because of the fact that it's like you haven't experienced the new version of me. And it's like, even in life, people will hold on to what they have because we don't see the greater things that are coming, you know? Mm. And with the, within like the whole realm of of the dream, or, or matter of fact, there was a specific moment that stood out to me when you said that you could feel yourself screaming my name, but you couldn't hear it. I was thinking that that goes back to like the gates and how, you know, you're screaming my name, you're screaming my name, but you don't hear it because of the fact that like, it's the, you hearing my name, it's almost like consecrating my death in a sense. And so I think Mm -hmm. because of the fact that you didn't hear it, because there's a version of me outside of the one that you're experiencing that still exists maybe that's why you couldn't hear it you know it's like there's a version of me that's still alive so like you hearing it and speaking it would be a complete like would be a complete I guess what's the word what's the word um would be a complete like ah ah. it's okay words are not (laughs) <laughs> a thing in this episode we keep losing our words it would be like it would be like a uh a, a finishing or a complete mm-hmm. idea or something would be complete of me dying you know what i'm saying but because it's yeah. a version of me that still exists that is still alive maybe that's why you couldn't hear yeah i don't know i don't know i mean i do have my dream decoder so we could decode the dream yeah a little bit but yeah i also thought it was interesting that i kept going i was in a loop like for a long time the same thing kept happening because i wasn't learning from my lesson Mm. i know that's something the universe and god has been telling me like bitch you need to learn your fucking lessons i told you this lesson like 20 times learn it but in that dream that was very pretty spot on because the fact that i kept messing up and I kept running towards you and not distracting those guys so then I kept getting knocked out and I kept having to do the same thing over and over again I think you know what's crazy I would I would think that I would be terrified like if I saw somebody that I know dying because I've never seen that I've seen myself be in near-death situations but I've never seen anyone else in my dreams ever die or be in near-death situations that I can remember Mm -hmm. so I'll be scared I would too and I probably would have reacted the same way. If anything, I probably would have tried to fight all of them at one time. Honestly. <laughs> I really would have. Yeah. I, I have died a lot. If you're an avid listener of the podcast, I always die in my dreams. Always. But I don't care about myself. So it doesn't really yeah. affect me as much as you <laughs> you guys think. Even especially um, in the dream, the previous scary showdown with Jennifer. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. We talked about our scariest dreams death. Um, those deaths are more scary just because it's dying and because I can feel myself dying in my dreams. It Mm. sucks, but I don't really care if I die in my dreams because I don't really care about myself, but I do care about the people around me. So dreams where Alon is getting hurt or, oh my God, God forbid, I don't even want to say it, like Elle getting hurt or like my parents getting hurt. Those dreams really affect me. I don't like those dreams at all. So, yeah. Um, I also think 
Something I didn't mention was the men didn't have faces. I couldn't see their faces. Mm. And it wasn't like a blank face. It's just like I couldn't register their faces. Yeah. If that makes sense. Maybe. Maybe because they weren't important to like the the sequence or the reason of the of the dream. Mm-hmm. But maybe the fact that they were white and that they were men was like important enough for them to be seen as like predatory and 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 like horrible. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to the white male listeners, viewers. No disrespect. But you know, some no. All, we safety. love. We love our we love our white men. <laughs> no, I'm serious. We do. We do. We love you. Some to you. Uh, some. Okay, some. some. But all the ones who listen to my podcast are cool. Right, yeah. guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But maybe. Okay, so from the dream decoder, I have a little dream decoder that I have 60 cards to unlock your unconscious. I pulled out 3. The first one being falling. Because we fall into a black abyss together. Mm-hmm. Um, falling in a dream is a clear sign that a situation or relationship is out of your control. Mm-hmm. It's unlikely to be significant whether you are falling from a cliff, roof, plane, building, or other high places. Whatever the precise scenario you find yourself with nothing to hold on to, you have no sense of stability. The key theme of this dream is insecurity. It may be that you Mm. see no solution to your problem. For example, low self-esteem, have too little support, or have a strong urge to escape challenging situations. If the latter of the dream may be warning you to take control before you become too reckless and make a serious mistake. Okay. That's crazy because all of that happened in your dream. That is true. But I think... I don't know because the falling was my choice. I chose to fall. Exactly. Maybe you, because you chose to fall, it was you accepting the circumstance. Mm. <laughs> I'm not reading the last part of this card. I'm going to put that down there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know what it says. But yeah, I think so. Because I didn't have control of the circumstance. There was memory loss. That was an issue. Yeah. As well, which because I don't know why we were in the woods or why I had your necklace and why it was so important to me to keep that necklace. You know what? I think I just figured it out. I think it's what you said about the old you because you used to wear that necklace all the time. So I didn't want to let it go. But eventually to save you, I had to like let it go. Mm. Mm. In order to save me, you had to let go of the old me. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah. Because I remember that I was gripping the necklace so hard that it had drawn blood. Like I was yeah. bleeding, but I wouldn't let go of it. Mm-hmm. You so, holding yeah. on to the old me was only going to hurt you. Oh my gosh. What <laughs> the heck? You see us putting the pieces together? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Crazy. Okay. Second card I pulled was being lost or losing something. Dreams about being lost or trying and failing to find something or someone are obviously anxiety related. No duh. 
In waking life, you may be feeling confused or directionless or that you don't fit in or aren't up to a task or a situation. The dream should prompt you to take an honest look at your life to identify what's causing such feeling. If you lose someone you know in a dream, perhaps he or she represents an aspect of your of yourself you feel you're losing touch with. <laughs> losing key to your losing keys or a phone may symbolize a scene of exclusion. If the lost item is precious or a big word, it could stand for Is it sentimental? Hmm? Is it sentimental? I think no, it's not. It's like indispensable. Oh, it's yeah, like, indispensable. Like meaning, like it's not something that you can get rid of and replace easily. Yeah. So yeah. it's like very valuable. Yeah. It could stand in for a broken or interrupted relationship. Perhaps you need to give yourself time to grieve and let go and heal before you can move forward. Dreams of abandonment tend to have similar meaning, since loss is often perceived as abandonment at such at a deep psychological level. Alrighty. Um, I agree. I think it kind of makes me sad. I think it brings up a good point. Um, if you lose someone you know in a dream, perhaps he and she represents an aspect of your life you feel like you're losing touch with. I did feel like we weren't as close as we used to be. Yes, and it really, it, it's sad because, I mean, moving forward. It won't be because you're with me forever. But um, I think that, like you said, we did lose touch. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that, like, we were together every day and saw each other every day. And then COVID, like, ripped us all apart. And then we had no choice but to face ourselves. So because we're going through our own stuff and trying to face ourselves, it's like, dang, not that I forgot about you, but like, dang, where do, where do I, how do I even, how do I reconnect? Like, and we're all going through the same thing at the same time. Like, Yeah. It might even have to do with the fear of reconnection because like you said, with the necklace and the bury alive and stuff, like my determination to not let you die to the point where I was even willing to also die so that you wouldn't have to die alone shows that like I was so determined to keep you or the idea of you that I had alive mm-hmm. but not face maybe the reality of the version because what if you're not the person that I thought you are mm-hmm. which is not true you're even better, oh, <laughs> you're even better. Ah. it's not me it's you it's you you're better because you're all you're all feeding and prospering and happy Howard. it's you you're the better and you're just bringing that positivity and life to me Oh my gosh. And I'm just yeah, hoping okay, I can sure. that's it. Yeah. So I think that might be a thing as well. So as you guys can see, this dream has a lot more layers. Exactly. The third card I pulled was a demon or monster. Hmm. Is that the white man? Oh, that's actually funny. There is a white man on the card, but oh um, I pulled this ah! card. <laughs> we love white men here. It's okay. No disrespect, no hate, no hate, no hate. No hate. <laughs> but I digress. I pulled this card for both of our dreams because we both had monsters per se. Yeah. Um, I think monster in self as like the darkness because I feel yeah. like the darkness in itself could be seen as a monster. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, like you said, in your section, we talked about how the five... The five what gates. was it? The five, the five gates. gates. Yeah. The darkness kind of mutes one of our senses, right? Yeah. 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 So it, like, involuntarily takes away one of the senses that we kind of rely on, right? Me more than you because I already have shitty vision, so I can't see normally. So with darkness, I'm like, I can't see at all. And it's a big issue. So, yeah. I wanted to add more to that, but it completely slipped my mind. But um, we all have our demons. When they appear in dreams in some grotesque or scary form, they may represent emotions we've been repressing or hiding. An alien or a monster in a dream can have a similar meaning. Your dreaming mind is encouraging you to come to terms with something that inwardly that's inwardly plaguing or intimidating you the problem may be an emotion such as anger fear or anxiety that has gotten out of control and morphed into a malignant form alternatively it might be a situation that has gotten out of hand or a person who has refused to listen to you respect you or take your feelings or wishes into account maybe they have had taken advantage of you possibly exploited you for good intention for your good nature since monsters are fictional the dream could also be suggesting to your unconscious mind that you see your delusions for what they are and to get real oh that's kind of mean <laughs> Alrighty, what do you think about that um what i think about so there's two parts right the first part was was when it was talking about um like the subconscious mind and it it the subconscious mind creating something out of out of like fears that you have. Um mm-hmm. and I feel like that goes back to like, okay, what I was hearing in the church and then, you know, as a kid I'm scared. I'm like, dang, okay, well, what is this? And then I dream about it. Right. And then the second part, it had mentioned something about someone taking advantage or you know like using your i guess your kind nature to a certain example i mean to a certain extent taking your kind nature um Mm -hmm. and exploiting it and i do think that as much as like me and my brother are close in my head maybe he showed up because of the fact that you know, him and I are very similar, and it's like I do oftentimes take a back seat with my kindness and my gentleness and my forgiveness when it comes to him because of the fact that he's my older brother, even to this day, you know. And I feel like a lot of the times he does exploit the fact that we're brothers and I forgive him. You know, he can say and do whatever he wants, and it's like, no, no. no. So maybe that was a, a foreshadow to our relationship in the future. Crazy. 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 It's crazy how your subconscious can warn you about things. Yeah. Very well into the future. But yeah. Um I don't know if this qualifies for me, so uh, <laughs> go on, go off. Shoo, shoo, shoo. But yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add to the dream? Do I have anything else I'd like to add? Maybe you should turn that into a film. 
<laughs> you, already, you already know I'm down to play myself. So it's like, I'm ready. Whenever you whenever you write the script up, I'll make my calendar clear. <laughs> yes. You heard it here, folks. We have one dream that's turning into a film. Honestly, a lot of my dreams can be films. I agree. I agree. I agree. Because some of them are fucking crazy. Yeah. But that's besides the point. This... Um, conversation about the dreams um, and what they mean made me want to delve in a little bit more into symbols, reoccurring symbols in the dream. Because there are a couple of symbols that reoccur in Alon's dreams that also reoccur in my dreams, and they kind of overlap. So that fear of darkness overlaps. The intruder that comes into the dream that's not meant to be there, and they kind of mask themselves as someone. So are there any other symbols? that reoccur into your dreams that like you can be like okay if this happens in my dream i know something is off um i think a big one for me is so i would say eyes because i feel like that's a huge one for me like within all of my dreams and then i think another one is is someone being accepting from the beginning someone being affectionate from the beginning that's one thing that will put me on alert because in my regular life i don't ever experience that um i mean it 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 sounds sad but i mean at the, like in this point i'm like used to it now but i when someone is automatically welcoming and kind in a dream which sounds so sad now that i'm listening to myself say it yeah no it is sad (laughs) but i mean um it's true something like that puts me on alert um i'm thinking about other dreams that i've had and yeah i almost it's almost like i see someone with their arms out to me welcoming me or being open i'm like oh no what are you doing what are you doing like what's going on um, so yeah, eyes, like someone being opening, welcoming. I think, um, what can I think? Matter of fact, I have my, I write down all of my dreams. That is a good thing to do, folks. Write down your dreams. I actually don't write my down my dreams unless I'm doing an episode, but that's just because I have a really good memory. So do as I say, not as I do. And I do not. I will, I will forget something after a second, like. I really would. So, my memory is very good. Like, I remember what Alon was wearing the first day I met him. Like, mm. it's kind of like it's kind of stalkery how good my memory is. I think I think that's those. I think doors, eyes, and like people being welcoming or accepting. I like the three biggest ones for me. What mm. I will say, it's something that I didn't mention. Oh, something that I didn't mention is that I feel like my senses in real life are very strong. And so that does transfer over into my dream, especially my sense of smell. I feel like my sense of smell in my dreams are super heightened. And I didn't even talk about it in the dream. But I don't that's, it's not That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for me, my sense of touch and feeling is really strong in the dream. So anything that happens, I can feel it. That 
is a very negative when it comes to pain, especially the way my dreams be going. Sometimes I I got disemboweled in one dream and that was not fun. Oh my gosh. That was not fun. But I can feel those sense of sensations in my dreams very, very well. But I think my sense of smell is pretty bad. I I would I wonder if for you there's a connection between your touch in real life and then your touch in like your 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 dreams because for me like obviously I dream I view dreams spiritually and so in my real life smell is connected to my to my spiritual experience a lot like if I look at somebody and I'm gauging them spiritually I'll smell something or I'll see something um but like smell is a big thing for me like I like it's almost like Pharrell with music, how he has that condition where he can see music. It's almost like I can smell somebody's spirit. I can smell someone's energy, which is like crazy. And so I guess in my spiritual world, in my dream world, my physical sense of smell is even, is heightened. Mm-hmm. What What does someone's energy smell like to you? It depends. It It depends on the person and no mm-hmm. one's smell ever looks the same uh, mm-hmm. i mean ever ever smells the same <laughs> i was thinking about how i see people's energy too but no one's smell ever smells the same or spirit ever smells the same mm-hmm. like i rem- i can remember one time when i looked at someone like across the street and it's it was it was an unpleasant smell. It almost smelled like, it almost smelled like sulfur. It almost smelled like, um, not necessarily like death, but like sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can remember another time when I'm, I'm, someone came into my job, and they smelled like, like, like baby powder and like linen. I don't know. They smelled very clean, but it wasn't their physical smell because what he smelled like on his body was different than like what he smelled like when I saw him. Because I, like, my sense of smell and smelling someone is also very good. Like someone can walk in a room and I'll smell them. I'm, I'm and sometimes I have to differentiate whether it's like me smelling what they actually smell like on their person or what they smell like spiritually, which is something that I that I learned about myself this year Mm. yeah yeah i mean i feel like that's similar to like seeing someone's aura or like a color like i don't know if you experienced this but for me when i see someone i automatically associate them with a color like you're white Mm. to me or l is like lilac she's like a lilac sky Mm. that's what when i see her that's what i see and so on and so forth yeah so I don't know. But yeah. Um symbols in my dreams that are reoccurring. I think the biggest one is bathrooms. And oh, specifically wow. the state of the bathroom. Um, mostly because I I'm a weird person. I like bathrooms. Bathrooms are my safe space. A mm. clean bathroom. I like my bathroom, for example. The bathroom in my apartment, I like it a lot. I spend time cleaning it, making it look nice. I like the bathroom to smell nice, so on and so forth. 
So depending the state of the bathroom in my dream tells me my mental state. So if the bathroom is very disgusting, like dirty, filthy, like I don't even want to describe it because it makes me feel sick personally. But like just think of like the most gross bathroom in the world. If it's like that, then I know that I'm not mentally doing okay. Like I'm in a very rough spot versus if if the bathroom is very clean. Okay. You know. Yeah, that tells me. And then the energies I feel in the bathroom. Because sometimes there have been, I have a whole dream on the podcast where there was a bathroom where I felt like I couldn't breathe. Like when I tried to go in there, I felt like someone was suffocating me. So I wouldn't go into that bathroom no matter how bad I needed to go. So interesting. That, that you saying that brought up something in my head where it's like, it's not a reoccurring theme or symbol. But my my room that's connected to how I'm doing spiritually. Um, and so if my room is the shower, if my room, I feel like that happens to most people. But for me, I take it to a mm-hmm. different level because I recognize it. Um, but if my room is a shower, if it's not clean, if things are out of place, disorganized, I won't dream. I won't have any dreams. I won't. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. It, like I'll I'll sleep and wake up and not experience anything in between. But if my room is clean, I'll have dreams every night, two, three, four, five. Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I have to agree with that. Yeah, my the state of my room can affect my dreams. Also, in my room, I say this all the time, and I'm going to say it again. Okay, you're going to hear it. I really like the fact that I have lights in my room. I have these two lights in my room. I have a sunlight that's pointed to the left side of the room, and then I have a moonlight or ocean light that's pointed to the right side of my room. So my room is always bathed in light because I can't sleep in the dark. Mind your business. Um, So (laughs) mind your business. But my room is always bathed in light. So even when I wake up, my room is light. So if I have a dream and I wake up in my bed and the lights are off, that's a big flag to me. That means something bad is going to happen to the dream because the lights are never off in my room. They're always on 24-7. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing. And then I think the third thing would be teeth Ooh. in my dream. And not in the traditional sense. Like some people say, um, a lot of people who analyze dreams say, you know, if your teeth fall out in your dreams, it's because of like you're worried about money and finances, which could be true for some people. But for me, if my teeth fall out of my dreams, that means I'm not taking care of myself hygienically. That means I've missed out on my hygienic I haven't like been taking care of myself that way mm. and that usually means I'm going into a depressive episode so that mm. paired with a bathroom dream will tell me that like oh I'm not doing good mentally I need to um go talk to my therapist or something like that because if I ever have dreams I don't know why but dreams where my teeth are falling out are the most visceral dreams that I can have yeah. it's really I don't know I hate those dreams but that reminds me of another question how uh, vivid are your dreams? Um, I would say, I would say if the normal person would say their dreams compared to real life are at like a 50-50, like you experience your life and your dream is 50% of that, I would say I'm at like 160 160 so it's as real as real yeah i would say whenever i'm in a dream it's like it's it's 
sometimes hard to differentiate, like whether I'm in a dream or I'm here. And I'll know because of certain tells. And some of those tells are, you know, how people react. I mean, act towards me. Some of those tells are like how I maneuver through the space. Some of those tells are, you know, where I am, certain colors that I see. It's strange because in my real life, I don't see a lot of green. But in my dreams, if I see a lot of green, it, that's another tell. I'm not, I've never, ever looked into that. But I just, I, that literally just popped into my head. Because in my real life, I don't experience or see a lot of green unless I'm like outside and I see trees in like, like nature. But like I never see like green walls, green clothes, green cars. Like I never see that. But in my dream, it's always, there's always something green. That's so interesting. I think Jennifer said the same thing in our last episode that wow. she also said that um, in her dream, she sees a lot of green too. That's so interesting. I wonder what that means. Maybe, and especially like primary colors. Primary colors are a big thing for me in my in real life. So if I see that in a dream, a lot I'll see it in a dream a lot, and then I'll be able to recognize. Okay, I'm dreaming. Mm, yeah. That's interesting. That's crazy. That is crazy. Wow, insane. All righty. Um. Well, that was my dream. Oh, I have to come up. We need to name this dream. What should we name this dream? Um. It should be named. Ooh. It's the name, I'm still the pieces. <laughs> the pieces are coming to me slowly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, so I, it's something along the lines of fighting to fall for old love. <laughs> that's such a beautiful what is with you with these titles they're just I don't like know. <laughs> I don't know you know I'm a philosopher you know I'm a philosopher <laughs> okay I like it I like it so that was my dream fighting to fall for old love I think that's yeah. what you said okay yeah. so those are the two dreams we have red man and fighting to fall for old love yeah. so which dream was the scariest to you guys if you want us to know, there are multiple ways. You can either vote directly on Spotify. There will be a poll where you can pick which dream was the scariest to you. Or you can go on our Instagram at underscore it's just a dream podcast where there will be a poll 48 hours after this episode airs. So that's how you can let us know. Um, Anything else you want to talk about, Alon, when it comes to dreams, spirituality? We might maybe later on do a bonus episode all about spirituality and dreams because oh, there's so yeah. many things that we can connect to it and yeah but is there anything else you'd like to add um i would just i would say that people should be much more aware and much more attentive to the dream world and to their spiritual lives um than they are now and how important this stuff is and how significant this stuff is because the battles that we fight in in real life are only manifestations of our of what's happening to us spiritually. Mm. Yeah. That was beautiful. 
Oh Thank my gosh. You. Thank you, Alon, so much for opening up and being so vulnerable and sharing our dreams because mm. I'm pretty sure this is probably the most vulnerable episode I've had for a scary story showdown where we really opened up and dived deep into like our dreams. So I thank you so much for being so open with me. I appreciate of course. it. Of I love course. you. My sister. How of course, of course. Thank you so much for staying up with us. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at underscore it's just a dream podcast. Over there you'll find quotes, you'll find other stuff that's on there that I just forgot. What what do I post on there? I post uh, trailers to new episodes. I shit post a lot on my story. So if you want to see some really funny memes, you'll see it there. Um, and you'll be updated just in case anything happens. If I randomly go on a hiatus like I always do, you'll know over there. Um, if you have any crazy or wild dreams that you want us to analyze, email them to us at it's just a dream podcast two at gmail.com. Again, it's just a dream podcast two at gmail.com. And we might share them in future episodes. Who knows? I might get Alon back on the podcast and we can analyze your dreams like we just did before. Uh all of that jazz. Uh thank you to my five dollar tier Patreon, Leah Eggcart. You are my sun, you are my moon, and you are all my stars. I appreciate you so, so, so much. Like I said in all my episodes before, <laughs> um, you don't need to, if you want to support me on Patreon, you can go there, but it's not all set up. Leah somehow found my Patreon before I even like <laughs> announced it. So if you do go and support me on that Patreon, um, it would only be for monetary gain only. Um, but I will make a bonus episode all about my Patreon and all the perks when it is ready. But if you want to hear your name at the end of every episode, that's how you get it. Um, in the links below, there will be some ways that you can help with what's going on in the world, educate yourself on what's happening in the world, um, how to help with the war that's going on in Ukraine, how to help with um, the things that are happening in Iraq and Iran right now. All those things, it's important to educate yourself and help those who can't help themselves because that's what a good person does. Um, Alon, I'm going to pass you the mic again so you can shout out your socials. socials. Um, hello, it's me again. And uh, <laughs> well, you can follow me on Instagram at Alon Moy, Twitter at Alon Moy. And TikTok at Alon Moy, all of it the same. Alon, A-H-L-O-N. It's like you're screaming, ah, and then your front lawn, Alon. And then Moy, M-O-Y-E. If you want to look for my music on Apple Music or Spotify or YouTube, um, look up Unfamiliar by Alon, and you'll find me. That's pretty much it. Yes, yes, yes. And I will make sure to link all of that below so you can find him as well. Please go check him out. He's my best, best bud. Okay. And he his music is really amazing. Um, I love it so much. And he he's he's off to do great things. And I want you guys to be there when he he gets off there, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's everything I have for you today. Thank you so much for being here with us and spending your night with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I Thank appreciate you for having that. me. Of course. I'll have you again. Don't worry. Of course. Of course. Um, well, with all that being said, sweet dreams. Sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs>
I love you. And good night. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Till we dream again. Bye bye. Just about the greatest gift of all.